Welcome to the North Country Fishing Report on KBFT 89.9 FM. Up-to-date fishing reports, conditions, and what's working now, straight from the guides across the Northland. Bonjour, welcome to the North Country Fishing Report. I am Dale Luganville. Thanks for tuning in and joining us if you're on the radio airwaves or if you're listening via the web. We appreciate you each and any way we can take you. Uh, weather has moderated a little bit, and so have water temperatures, uh, at least up here. So let's um, let's get into this report and see what uh, is going on in the rest of the state. I'll kick us off here up in the Pelican Lake or Minnesota. And this is brought to you by the Pelican Lake Resort Association. Please go check them out at orpelicanlake.com. Get all lodging um, there and attractions, photo gallery. It's actually a really nice website. You guys should go check it out for sure. And uh, thanks to them for sponsoring this segment of the North Country Fishing Report. So with that said, let's do it. Water temps have uh have dropped a little bit uh they're anywhere from like 71 to 78 degrees and everything is pretty much finished spawning um there's still a few bluegill bed colonies out there um seems like more of the smaller fish now have taken over those beds uh can still have some really fast-paced action if you want to get the kids out there you pull up to one of those beds and you know they're in a, a foot three feet of water and little bobber and a jig baited with whatever plastics or a chunk of worm and uh, it'll be lights out the kids will have a a blast uh, you might be able to find some worth eating size but most of those have kind of pulled off so for the panfish if you want to go after the panfish uh, just kind of move out from those spawning areas kind of like your first break so you're gonna you're gonna start finding those then around structure now rocks woods reeds stuff like that um still relatively shallow still very willing to bite um that's if you want larger uh panfish that's kind of where you're going to want to concentrate on that uh walleyes right now are going uh lindy rigs seem to be the ticket you're going to be trolling those fairly slowly and uh, just a leech or a worm. Also, a, a leech under a slip bobber is doing great. And depths there, you know, it really depends on the day. Whether you got a lot of wind or cloud cover, they can go uh, still pretty shallow, you know, um, in that five-foot range, rocks, gravel, sand, stuff like that. Uh, if it's bright, sunny, move out a little bit deeper, getting that 10 to 14-foot range. Bass have uh, all finished spawning up. Um I think they're recovering nicely. The largemouth on Pelican, they're slipping into their summer haunts, and it's lights out. I was doing very well earlier this week with uh, a 3.8 ounce brush jig with, like, uh, a D-bomb crawler trailer. Uh, I know a lot of people are still using, like, uh, wacky Senko rigs, stuff like that. Any plastic will do. They're they're crushing. They're on the, the reefs. Anywhere you got rocks and weeds. Uh, wood and rock, wood and weeds, docks, that kind of stuff is going hot right now. The smallmouth are moving out onto their, again, they're moving out to their summertime too. So your big reefs adjacent to their spawning flats, that's where you're going to find them. And uh, if you want to use bait, a uh, slip rig and a jig and a leech is a great way to go. Um, you'll also catch them lindy rigging for walleyes for sure. And 
Ned rig, throw a Ned rig around, or a square bill crankbait. They're starting to kind of key in on those as well. Northerns, where you find a good patch of good, healthy, new weed growth, there's going to be no shortage of northern pike. So it's cracking off in Pelican Lake right now. Fishing is good for pretty much whatever you want to go for. Uh, I haven't been up to uh, elephant or black duck, so I can't really give you an accurate uh, report there, but I would suspect it it seems to follow along with Pelican uh, pretty closely. So I would think they're in the same kind of patterns right now uh, for sure. So that is your Ore Pelican Lake report. Thanks again to the Pelican Lake Resort Association for sponsoring this segment. Moving on uh, just a little bit down the road to Lake Vermilion. We're going to check in with uh, them. There, I will give a report there. Again, I'm going off of LakeVermilionResorts.com. Give them a free plug um, just as I we haven't yet lined up a guide. If you are a guide, if you know of a guide that would like to be a contributor to the show, send them my way. Go to the website. Go to KBFT.org and send us an email. And we'll get that. Otherwise, you're just going to have to listen to me read a report off the website so here we go (laughs) walleyes the east end of the lake continues to boast great walleye fishery Uh, 12 to 16 inches are being caught Um, they've all wrapped up their spawn they're moving to immediate shoreline structure 10 to 16 feet of water there's a few walleyes that are using the mid-lake structures like isolated rock piles and gravel humps um, for your immediate shoreline structure, look for reefs and rock piles that jut out from the shoreline. You can use your graph, work the edges of the reefs on the rock, mud to gravel transition zones, uh, similar to sunny days or no wind. So if you're fishing an overcast and the wind's blowing into a reef, don't be afraid to fish shallow. Fish the shallowest part of that reef. Slip bobber's rig, 12 to 16 inches off the bottom. Red number two hook tipped with a jumbo leech. Eighth ounce orange jigs tipped with a piece of crawler are also catching walleyes under a slip bobber. For your mid-lake structure, uh, looking for those rock piles, 16 to 18 feet of water, and you're going to utilize that same technique. You're just going to have to adjust your length uh, of your bobber stop to fish in that deeper water, of course. And then Lindy rigs with a quarter ounce walking sinker and a number two hook. Four to five feet a liter tipped with a night crawler seems to be um, picking up a lot there. Pike are primarily being caught shallow, three to six feet of water over mud bottoms. Again, new weed growth, a half ounce bucktail spinners, Johnson Silver Minnows, Mr. Twister. Uh, anything that moves, anything that flashes is a uh, standard for Northern Pike. A smallmouth bass have uh, finished up their spawn they still remain some still remain in their nest but um they're really starting to to feed up recovering from the shoreline haven't really slipped into any post-spawn funk or anything like that so just slide off of that spawning area and the slip bobber and leech they're getting them on uh vermilion right now artificial baits he said red orange and brown plastic colored uh crayfish type of plastic on an eighth ounce jig is doing uh, the best out there a swim uh swim it back slowly maintain about a foot off the bottom and uh they're feeding on the rusty crayfish allegedly so yeah anything remotely looking like a crayfish should get crushed uh let's see here the largemouth bass are being found in developing weed beds and hanging around down wood in two to six feet 
Uh, a lot of baits working, Ned rigs, hair jigs, wacky rigs, Senkos. Pretty much if you can get it in front of their face, they're going to they're gonna eat it. Crappie, bluegill, and perch fishing on vermilion continues to be productive in the shallows. Down trees, emerging weeds, we're seeing a pattern here. <laughs> Keeble-sized bluegills are utilizing the shallows of less than two feet of water. So don't be afraid to cast way, 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 way up in there. Just be careful you don't get into the trees, get on shore. <laughs> so make sure your casting is up to par. A 16th or a 32nd ounce jig, small piece of worm or artificial plastic bait. 12 to 18 inches beneath the bobbers, working great. Crappies continuing to pull away from shore. Uh, you can look for these fish on deeper edges of developing weeds, 8 to 14 feet of water. And you're going to be using a small jig and a minnow for those. And you can utilize your size imaging if you have that uh, electronic technology, and you can find those fish. And then the perch are kind of mixed in with walleyes, 10 to 14 feet of water over rock and gravel bottoms. And there you go. Uh, musky fishing is wide open. I don't see any reports of that. Uh, early season's usually kind of hit and miss for muskies, but it is open. I'm sure if you go out on the lake, you're going to see people chunking baits all over the place. Uh, just a, a need to know here, Lake Vermilion's walleye limit is different from the statewide limit. So if you're coming up, the walleye limit is four fish. All walleyes 20 to 26 inches have to be immediately released. Uh, special northern pike regulations are in place. We're in the northeast zone, and that means the limit for pike is two, with only one allowed over 40 inches, and every fish from 30 to 40 having to be released. So keep that in mind as you move around. All right, there is your Lake Vermilion. Uh, Mr. John Seeley from No Boundaries was not able to check in with us this week. So I went did a little digging and found us uh, another report to read. This one's coming off of Northwoods Bait and Tackle. So this is going to be for your Bemidji area. And uh, it's short and sweet here. So Fishing in the Bemidji area has been off to a great start. Most species are in post-spawn mode, still willing to bite. Walleyes have remained good, even with water temps spiking last week or two. There's still plenty of fish shallow. Fish are starting to make their way to deeper structure. But the majority of walleyes are still less than 15 feet. Utilize a jig and shiner. It's putting fish in the boat, a bobber and a leech, and a live rig or lindy rig is another great option. Largemouth and smallmouth bite around the area has slowed just a touch. Both species recovering from their spawn. Of course, they can still be found roaming the shallows. Largemouth are best in weed cover, and smallies are on those rock flats. That's pretty typical of their species. Crappies have spawned. They're still a bit shallow. Reeds, timber, other shady types of areas are going to keep them there until they push out. Uh, with the new cabbage growth, you can kind of follow, interject here, kind of follow that cabbage line out as it grows. That is where your uh, northern Minnesota crappies like to hang out. Bluegills are wrapping up their spawn, getting off their beds, and roaming the shells as well. Muskies, here we go. It can be found in new growth cabbage beds or over deep water. And they're recovering from their spawn. They should be. They spawn pretty early. They should be, they should be done. Uh, it says, all in all, fishing Bemidji area is good. And now better than ever, jumping a boat. Yeah, so if you're headed up to the Bemidji area, sounds like it's um, cracking off. Good, good stuff. All right, well, let's check in with the guides from Malax and Lake of the Woods. Let's go. 
All right, let's check in with Laguna Guide Service. Captain Ryan Kelly, see what's happening down there around the big pond. Well, I guess we check into a couple different big ponds, but this one being Malax. What's happening down there, buddy? Oh, we're just kind of easing into summer here. Yeah, we, we hitting that post-spawn funk for the smallies? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a funk. See, they seem to bite really well right after they get done spawning, like immediately after they get done, and then they get into the funk. <laughs> but we're not there yet. It's we're like, not there yet. You get done doing chores, you're like, oh, I'm starving. And you just yep. pack your face, have a couple beers, and then you're just like, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> we call it chores now, yep. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, no, they uh, – so we'll start with the smallies, I guess. There's still quite a few beds. What I'm noticing is the north end of the lake is about 10 degrees warmer than the south end of the lake. So – there's a lot of stuff that's post-spawn on the north end, and there's a lot of stuff that's still spawning on the south end. But I would say we're past the midway point now, and we are starting to see a lot of fish move off beds, especially that stuff that's in three to five feet. But there's still you know, plenty of stuff out there in that seven, nine. And for the guys with really good eyes out in 14 feet, you'll find them too. But... Um, you can go out there and catch them on a drop shot. You can catch them on an ed rig. Uh, that's still a lot of fun. If you're going for post spawners, the ones that are feeding pretty aggressively, uh, a swim bait's been working really well for us lately. We've had a couple days where it was uh, windy and cloudy, and it was very tough to see beds. And we just casted swim baits, and we did pretty darn well doing that. And we would have times where we were going every cast for a few casts. So there's definitely opportunity there on the smallmouth. So I would do either the swim baits or I would ned rig for those post-spawn fish. And just a green pumpkin ned rig, drag it slow on the bottom. When you think you're dragging too slow, slow down even more. <laughs> but um, that gets them. It gets them this time of year. It, as far as the walleyes go, we still fish up shallow, believe it or not. And I am seeing walleyes in like eight feet of water, middle of the day at times. And we've been casting at them with the live scope and getting those on swim baits as well. Uh, some days are better than others for that, but there's still fish up shallow as far as walleyes go. I had a friend of mine the other day, he, uh, he popped one off a of bed. He's bed fishing smallies with a drop shot and three feet of water, and a walleye came in and sniped it off the bed. Wow. So bizarre stuff. But there's a lot more fish that are pushing out to the gravel bars. There's a lot more showing up out there. There's more fish showing up on the flats. So that's pretty typical for this time of year. We're seeing some bug hatches, but I haven't seen anything crazy yet. And I've, I've heard people talk about it, but I'm just not seeing it right now. So I don't really know what to make of that. I've seen some bug hatches, but they've been little stuff, like smaller than midges, like gnats almost. So we're moving into summer, and we still have spring things going on, which shouldn't be surprising considering how late winter was this year. Right. But uh, that's what's going on out on the lake. So if you're in shallow cast swim baits, you'll catch uh, smallmouth and walleyes doing that. If you're out deeper uh, going for the walleyes, what I would do is a lindy rig and a leech. If you're on the mud flats, fish the edges, fish them slow. 
uh, or a bobber and a leech, you know, in the evening, find a point or uh, use your electronics and try to mark fish. Sometimes they'll be right up on top this time of year. A lot of times there'll be bug hatches right on top of the flat. So you got to check that out when they're up there, they're feeding aggressively. If you're going to the gravel bars, a bobber and a leech right up on top in the evening, get some. If you're going during the day, a spinner and a crawler is a great way to cover those rock or gravel to mud transitions during the daytime hours. Right on. So I was there that's what last weekend. Well, not I wasn't on Malax last weekend, but I had uh, club tournaments in that area. We fished Borden and Bay, and mm-hmm. yeah, there was uh, there was quite a few bugs around. I wouldn't say it was you know. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know where they're coming from because, like, I had friends in Onamia talking about a crazy may- mayfly hatch in Onamia. Well, you've got Ogeechee, you've got um, Onamia Lake, and you've also got, uh, what's the other lake in there? Shakopee. Shakopee. You know, those are three sloughs, and I would believe that a mayfly hatch could hatch out of those and appear in the little town of Onamia, too. So I'm a little reserved at just jumping to conclusions that there's big hatches going out on the wax. I mean, there may be, but I just, I haven't been seeing them myself. Yeah, my boat was coated, truck coated, you know, like it was, was it the worst I've ever seen? No. And these were like the bigger midges, midge looking things. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't the worst I've ever seen, but it, you know, it was, it was, it was enough to take note because we walked from the campground up to, uh, uh, I don't remember the name of the the place but for a, a pizza and a beer and yeah it was there was a lot <laughs> and and on the other hand it's a hundred and thirty two thousand acre lake right. there's a lot of bug hatches <laughs> that can happen in a lot of areas out there that i just might have missed yeah absolutely well if somebody wants to get down there and uh, go fishing with you how would they go about doing that you can look me up online or social media it's ryan kelly laguna guide service spelled l-a-g-o-o-n-a or uh, you can call me. My phone number is 651-769-3142. Outstanding, Captain Ryan. Thanks for the report. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Good luck. Yeah, have a good one, Dale. Bye. Lake of the Woods checking in this week. Captain Aaron Phillippe from, uh, I've already screwed it up, North. Oh, no, True man, North. Yeah. True North. I know North was in there, and then I got yeah. the show name mixed up in there, and my brain just went all the yeah. haywire. So, True North. <laughs> uh, let's just get to the fishing report. We'll salvage okay. this. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. So, yeah, no, fishing's been good. I actually had today off, which was kind of nice. It's a little bit windy up here, but I hear there's a lot of smoke in the air every place else, but we got pretty lucky up here. We did have it a couple weeks ago, but uh, that really doesn't affect the fishing at all. No, you just got to be able to breathe. That's I mean, yep, that's, that's that. the important thing. Right. Yep. So, no, fishing's been good. Um, still getting limits for clients and, and a lot of nice fish being caught from anglers across Lake of the Woods. So, you know, I've predominantly fished the west side of the lake, and I've been targeting, you know, breaks and sandbars pretty much lately. It's been good. Um some of the areas I'm fishing, I'm fishing 11 to 19 feet, finding a lot of fish, you know, that's 17 to 18 feet. Um, also up on top of sandbars, 21, 22 feet, you know, working the sides of them in that 26, 27 foot range too. But the better fishing seems to be in that 21 to 23 feet up on top of these sandbars right now. Um, still some fish up in shallow. Like I say, I'm catching them still in 10, 11 feet of water on occasion. 
But uh, pulling spinners, I haven't done much jigging lately. Uh, pulling spinners and crawlers, spinners and leeches. I haven't tried minnows yet, um, as of late anyway, I should say. Yeah, but crawlers and leeches have been doing good. You got a gold on, you're going to catch fish. Uh, orange has been good. White's been good. Um, chartreuse, kind of a fire tiger, has been good. But uh, as long as it's got some gold in it, for the most part, seems to be the the best color so far. That's kind of what I've always heard about Lake of the Woods. It was kind of a running joke of, like, you can use any color you want as long as it's gold kind of a thing, e- you know. Exactly, yeah. If it's got gold in it, you'll catch fish. So sure. it is, yep. Your pinks, your golds, your chartreuse, and your oranges are both the only colors you ever need to come here with. But if you got gold, you're going to catch something. When your range is like 11 all the way to, you know, 24, 26 feet, what dictates just like if they're not here, are you sliding up and down a break just, or do you weave up and down just as a general practice? I weave up and down the break line. So I'm basically just kind of coming on and off, on and off, up and down the, and I just keep zigzagging back and forth, up and down that break, covering as much ground as I can. And if I happen to Mark three, four fish, maybe catch one or two. I'll whip right back around and go back over that same little pod again, try to catch a couple more. But otherwise, I am just covering ground constantly. Every drift, if I'm drifting with the wind, I'll reposition myself to take another path, um, unless that one prior was really good. Uh, otherwise, I'm using my Mincolor trolling motor, and I'm just pulling myself up and down off those brakes and covering as much ground as I can. And trying to find the depth the fish are in. And a lot of times you'll notice the fish are all stacked in, you know, a one to two foot difference, it seems like. Sure. And what's your preferred speed? And do you find that varying that sometimes, like some days they want it faster or slower? Yeah, I like to run, you know, 0.8 is kind of the slowest I like to maybe run. Uh, I can do 0.7, but I like to be right on one mile an hour. One, okay. you know, one to one, two, one, two is about max for pulling spinners for me. And I do run a little bit heavier. I like to run one and a half to two ounce bottom bouncers. And I pretty much run bottom bouncers religiously. I rarely ever use an inline or another egg sinker type. I, no matter what kind of bottom I'm fishing, I'm running, running uh, bottom bouncers when I know a lot of guys probably aren't, but it works for me. I like it. The clients can have a little control over their spinner they seem to feel it a little bit better i mean when i'm fishing alone or in tournaments sometimes i'll get pretty light and get my weight and get my line back there a ways behind the boat but typically on lake of the woods that's a little murkier lake you don't need to be fishing way out right. way out away from your boat aaron do you target muskies at all i used to i don't anymore i did catch a 38 incher a couple of weeks ago or i had a client catch a 38 incher which is kind of rare on this side of the lake okay but uh, they are around here and there, but it's pretty rare. Um, but, yeah, I do musky fishing personally. I used to guide musky, but I just don't much anymore. I don't get the calls for it. And plus, you got to be up at the northwest angle on the Ontario side. Okay. And I, I used to do the whole work permit, and I just haven't done it the last couple of years now. And it's just never, never really paid for itself, so to speak. So I just don't really do much up on the Ontario side of Canada like I used to years ago. Have you, do you know if the, anybody's really heavy going after them yet or if there's I have, any report I have not heard. I have not heard. I've got some pretty, pretty big musky fishermen friends and I haven't seen or heard much. I'm assuming they've been out. I just haven't seen or heard much yeah, on that, how they're, how they're doing. The early part, you know, the early season is usually pretty slow. You don't really hear yeah. too much about it, but like you, I have friends that are hardcore and, you know, and 
and and they know it's not a high percentage time of year, but they're still going because that's the yep. only thing they care to pursue. It's a, right. a special breed, those musky fishermen. Yes, yes, they are. So, yeah, they are fun to catch, that's for sure. I mean, it was definitely a surprise to see that come into the net here about two weeks ago when we caught it. And, you know, starting to see more bass down here. Like, I used to catch, you know, on accident, walleye fishing, maybe one bass a year. I've got four of them in the boat this year so wow. far. And all random places out in the sand flats where there's no structure. I've got them in deep channels where there's structure close by so it's just kind of it's kind of nice to see that they're maybe expanding in the lake a little bit more you know the rainy river does have some obviously the canadian side that's got a lot more structure has a lot of bass but to see them down here is a lot more rare um the smallmouth what was the size on them big uh 17 and a half was the biggest the other ones were all in that 14-ish range right on so kind of moderate size i'll just a lot of times you find those randoms that um they happen to be giants but yep yep one was one was a nice one the rest were all kind of in that 14-ish range but yeah that 17 and a half was a nice one well if somebody wants to come up there and chase that minnesota gold how do they do it Uh, get a hold of me 218-452-0612 or you can look me up on uh, internet at truenorthfishingmn.com i'm also on facebook and instagram at true north guide service Thank you, Captain Aaron. Appreciate the report yet again. Uh, have a great week. Good luck. Be safe. We'll talk to you. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You know, one thing I do want to point out, or at least draw attention to, there's another underutilized resource here, fishing resource in the North Country, head up to the Arrowhead, is trout fishing. So right now, you know, your river level, river levels are are down we haven't had any real rain to speak of for a long time and low water in rivers means really good river fishing if you go on the minnesota dnr website and uh pull up you can just do a search on the website and find their trout map they have a really cool interactive trout map shows you trout lakes too but it also shows you the um, the little blue squiggly lines actually there's a few different colors i believe for the state of minnesota and it'll tell you what kind of trout are in those streams and what the regulations are because depending on where you're at there's different regulations uh, for browns for rainbows for brooks Um, i know for the tributaries of the lake superior up to a certain spot definitely has a different regulations but some of these streams have their own regulations but check out that map pick a squiggly line and just go sense of adventure in fact i think i'm going to try that here on the next few days I did it many, many moons ago, decades ago, and, I mean, the action was ridiculous on native brookies. I mean, it was one of those things you throw your bait in there, and I wasn't fly fishing. Wait, I lied. I was fly fishing. I was throwing a streamer, and uh, they just crushed it. I mean, you had multi, you could see multiple fish all kind of fighting for the same thing. I, I was a little bit in awe of just how many fish were in a small area, and if it wasn't for being underprepared for the amount of bugs <laughs> that I faced when I went there, I would have stayed longer and fished. But the bugs were eating us alive. The The sun was starting to set. It was getting pretty sketchy. We had to bolt out of there. But for like the hour better that uh, me and a buddy fished, like it was lights out action for native brookies. So, so, so much fun. So I've been wanting to get back there, and I'm going to do that, hopefully this week. So maybe next week I'll have a legit – trout report for you but that's something you you can 
definitely do drive up the North Shore there. And, again, just pick one of those squiggly lines and go check it out. Uh, chances are you're going to stumble on a very underutilized fishery, and it, it's going to be great. The other thing I'd like to do, if I didn't have a real job, I'd be doing it, but is speaking of river fishing and the water being down, now's the time for, like, the Big Fork, Little Fork, um, you know, all these, uh, the Pelican River, all these little rivers, even Upper Mississippi, Snake River, um the rivers are great right now because they're low, and the, when the low water is like that, the fish get concentrated in these deeper holes, and they just that makes for good competition, and they feed really, really, really good. Super fun, super fun way to fish. And you know, when it's warm, it's supposed to really warm up next week, and you get a lot of wreck traffic on the boats, and it's super busy. If you want to get away from the crowds, check out some of these smaller rivers. They can be a lot of fun. And I know, like, the forks, Little Fork, Big Fork, absolutely stacked with walleyes. Uh, and also sleeper bodies of water. Somebody's probably going to get mad at me saying this, but sleeper for not just muskies, but big muskies. And big muskies in these tiny rivers are a thing. And, of course, great smallmouth bass fishing, too. Pike everywhere. I mean, there's, they're just great little fisheries that just don't really get hammered that much. So something else when you're planning a trip up north, keep it on your radar you know and there's a lot of um i know like on the little fork there's a lot of campsites along the way so you can kind of plan a float trip out if you want to i mean you can do a day trip obviously just keep it within a landing zone because there are a lot of um, rapids and stuff like that but if you want to do uh do a float have somebody pick you up that's an option too you know a two three day float and set up camp sounds like a lot of fun to me so all right, that is your report. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us and uh, tuning in. Everybody be safe out there, and good luck. This has been the North Country Fishing Report on KBFT 89.9 FM and online at kbft.org. From the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa, Gigawabaman, Mino, Gigu, Nikkei. See you later, and good fishing.